Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State News Sports Podcast. I am here with Suichi Toronto and Colton Wood. We're again going to talk some MSU football after the 39-31 loss to Northwestern, triple overtime loss. Um, Suichi, you were there. Um, I was there, it's true. Uh, what did you think? Obviously, this team didn't play well, um, but uh, there's still some good to be taken from it, I think. But again, yeah. this that was a game that they, this team should not have lost. Uh, I don't think we should make any excuses for them. Like the weather was, there was no weather. Um, so I mean, it was cold though. So it was cold. It was it was very cold. It's like thirty degrees down there. Um, yeah, overall, uh, I I would say that this game was all about once again the missed opportunities that have kind of plagued MSU over this entire year. I mean, the second and third quarter were kind of meh in a sense for the offense because they didn't really get anything going. I mean, I know Brian Lewerke had the four hundred forty five passing yards to uh, end the game. But at the end of the day, they just 17 points should be enough, or 17 points of defense allowed should be low enough where MSU wins it in regulation is what I'm saying. Yeah. And they and they really should have because I I, I mean I want to say the Cody White fumble. There were a few other plays. Uh, the five yard penalty. There was a false start penalty when Coughlin was trying to hit like a 45 yarder, and then all of a sudden it's a 50 yarder. Shanked out the upright. He missed another 33 yarder. I want to say that was off the upright as well. So, I mean, if he hits one of those, that game isn't going into overtime. And, and and kudos to the offense, too, because they played great when it mattered. I mean, the first two overtimes, they were just humming. That that last drive, that last drive, the end of regulation by Brian Lewerke, was, that, was, that was really impressive to me. I mean, he, the off, uh, Lewerke and the offense just kind of methodically drove down the length of... So the where Felton Davis had that touchdown catch? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. great uh, Davis touchdown catch. I was actually down on the field, so it, 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 I was pretty impressed by that offense there just because... They showed life that, realistically, they only show late in the game. And another thing, too, is that this offense is, I mean, Lewerke and this offense is extremely clutch. And I think that's kind of getting lost throughout the whole entire season. I mean, yeah, but isn't being clutch just taking care of business in general, like the whole game? Yeah, I think so. But, like, at the end of the day, I mean, they the offense has shown time and time again that they can pick up that crucial first down or they can pick up that crucial score. I mean, looking at the Michigan game, the offense was abysmal that second half. But that was part of the play calling. But Lewerke still got that first on that third down. I mean, yeah. against Iowa, same thing. I mean, they had a couple scores against Indiana as well. Overall, I think this, I think that offense has been great in the fourth quarter, which is why it's a bit mind-boggling to me, at least, why they can't do that through the first two, uh, two or three quarters. Because I mean. There were a few games, I want to point out with the Iowa game when Felton Davis had that touchdown, where they start off great. MSU yeah. either starts off great or very flat. I guess that's not very good. That's not very good. But what I want to zone in on is the second and third quarter because in that middle of the game when, you know, momentum swings are kind of happening and there's a lot of tide switching and all that kind of stuff, Right. the MSU offense does not look good. And it's, it's interesting. It might be a little bit of play calling. might be a little bit of execution. And executions look very poor against Northwestern. They just weren't making plays. I mean, they were working at two or three missed deep balls. I would They should have gone for seven, but they ended up settling for three. But overall, I mean, you take what this offense kind of gives you just because it is a retro sophomore quarterback, such a young wide receiving core. But at the end of the day, I mean, the offense and the players will say this over and over again. That's not a good excuse anymore. At this point, we're what? Eight games into the season for MSU, 
So then you're basically, you know, whatever eligibility class you are next, and they really have to start taking accountability. Start being more, I guess, explosive, start putting points up on the board, especially yeah. for the defense that's been kind of hung out to dry there. I mean, they didn't play great in overtime, but... Well, I guess my issue with you saying it's a clutch win is that, like, MSU shouldn't need to have a clutch win against Northwestern, shouldn't need to have a clutch win against yeah, Indiana. I agree. Shouldn't need to have a clutch win against Minnesota. Like, you should have clutch wins against Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, and I think... Having a clutch win fair. against Northwestern just doesn't do anything for me you know what i mean yeah i understand i mean it's like you, i get that you, i don't like this Penn, northwestern's not a good team but well, i mean like they're not bad but yeah. like in terms of where the hype around this program was which i we talked about a few weeks ago i thought that hype was a little undeserved but um, yeah i mean that's kind of the game msc has been playing all season though this yeah bend but not break and win it down the stretch by one possession because what all five Big Ten games now have been decided by one possession, and you've won four of them. Overall, that's not too bad, especially against Michigan on the road. Yeah. That, that has to mean something. I mean, True. That, that does mean something. They are number 24 in the college football yeah. playoff ranking. Colton, I know you weren't really at the game this weekend, but, like, do you have any thoughts on MSU's offense, like, as a whole? Like, this is sort of a problem we've seen all year. Well, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, what stands out to me, you know, because obviously I didn't watch the game, but uh, the 445 yards... Stood out to me, you know, that part there, and then the four touchdowns and one interception. But then when you look at it, we're beating the dead horse. I keep saying that, too, uh, with the turnovers, you know. Uh, obviously, they had a, definitely a chance to win. This is a game that was expected at Michigan State. It, it was supposed to be close, and then Michigan State would pull away. And it was not a game that they, as you said, and both said that they should have lost. It was a game that they should have won. Uh, I, I, I think that the... the the drive in the in the fourth quarter was just was just impressive, you know, in terms of working. You know, he he got there and did it with emphatically, um, and so I think that that was impressive. But then when you look at it, then of course the turnovers came back again when he when he threw that interception at the end of the game. So just continually saying the turnovers is what's standing out to me in this offense. And you know, I talked to uh, Lewerke the other day talking about you know. It's getting to the point where you're not saying, okay, this is early in the season. How are you going to cure these turnovers? I, I, I told him, I was like, you know, it seems like I've been asking this every week and, what, what, like, what's going on here? And, you know, he mentioned saying that uh, he, he thinks that it's, like, kind of in terms of teams are understanding that this team is turnover prone. So they're, they're getting at the ball. They're pulling away the ball, tugging at the ball more than if it was a team that didn't fumble. So I think that now uh, they need to work harder in terms of holding on to that ball because now it's gotten to the point where offenses or defenses know this Michigan State team can turn the ball over, and that's how they're going to capitalize. So Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I guess that I'm sure LJ Scott does kind of feel a little target on his back when it comes to holding out of the ball now, just given that he's had so many issues. Um, so let's go into Northwestern. Um, I'm sorry, Penn State. That's what I meant. Uh, we're taping this late on a Thursday. I'm tired. Um, we uh, Penn State. That's n as for an MSU fan. I don't think that this is going to be enjoyable for them to watch. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to run all over this team. Yeah, uh, I want to say the missed tackles by far were the problem for MSU. Yeah. I mean, even on the game-winning touchdown, Josiah Scott should have had that guy like 10, 15 yards at the end zone, I want to say. That was the thing, is that... uh well, he just missed it. I mean, yeah. Justin Jackson, Northwestern's running back... Um, he's, he's pretty good. He he's, was he was pretty good. Like, he, he if you look at his stat lines, you don't think he put up that big of numbers. I know that he was kind of contained... Um, 
Um, Somewhat contained on the rushing aspect, but like receiving, he did put up some yards. Yeah, uh, but there were a lot of checkdowns that he just. Yeah, got, he sort of just got a lot of like a lot of short passes, yeah. but even when he was running the ball, it just sort of seemed like the first guy who got to Justin Jackson was not tackling him. Yeah, it was. Which Justin Jackson's a an above average running back. I think he's going to get drafted um, at some point, but. He's not Heisman candidate Saquon Barkley. You know what I mean? He's very good. I don't, I don't, I don't, he's a very good player, and he's probably going to play on Sundays. But oh, Saquon Barkley is a first-round draft pick whose shiftiness is off the charts. Yeah, he definitely, like, Justin Jackson, he's, you know, he's made his mark in big condition. He was just climbing up in terms of... Is it like seven? Is that what the stats said? I think, I believe yeah, so. and yes. like, I th- felt like when I was quickly doing the math, like fourth was gettable for him this year. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, he has a, in four years, you know, he's just been incredible, and you know. But then when you go look at Barkley, you know, this 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 guy is definitely probably going to win the Heisman, you know. He, just the, the opening kickoff. Just runs the opening kickball, kickoff back against Ohio State. I remember sitting, I was I was at B-dubs, and I was like, how is Penn State up seven points already? And I was like, oh, Saquon so Barkley ran the kickoff back. I was like, of course. Yeah, you know, it just continues to impress. Like, you think that he can't do any more than... Yeah, then he just continues to prove you wrong and keeps up and up and then you know he didn't really have you know um, a lot of people say he didn't have that much of impressive performance after that but you know th- this guy is still something that Michigan State is focused on you know they they're talking about getting eleven players on defense you know all doing their own job and if they can plug those holes and they can stop them but in the ra- reality of things this is going to be probably a, a big game for him and something that Michigan State fans are going to be popping the pills to relieve themselves after this win. Yeah. Um, Sweetie, was it you who sort of said that this is going to be Saquon Barkley's Heisman game, or was that someone else I was talking to? That probably wasn't me. Someone, I remember talking to someone who is within the journals of program here at Michigan State who sort of said that this is going to be uh, Saquon Barkley's like Heisman reel where he like cements it as his, as his win, and I can see that. I mean, he's... He's very good. This is yeah. probably... I mean, if he, he, he it's still kind of needs a Heisman moment, right? I think that he's saying that, like, the Heisman moment will come in this game when okay. he has, like, five <clears throat> touchdowns and, 200, and 250 all-purpose yards. Damn. Like, Damn. you know what I mean? That's I, selling the... Poor MSU defense. They've been playing great. Dude. Yeah, but, I mean, their pass defense is playing great. Yeah, that's true. I mean... And they struggled with, yikes. like, an evasive... I don't know. I mean, this was just some kid talking on the street, and, like... <laughs> well, I don't think that he's going to have that poor, great of a day because... Defense. I think a, I think he's capable of that day. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna have that. Day. I think I think a big part that we're not really speaking of is Trace McSorley and his yeah, I his get knack of 50-50 balls. I mean, he yeah. has been talked about since the beginning of last season, and a, a, kind of the consensus—not necessarily the consensus, but the vibe I get from those plays—is that these 50-50 balls mostly are going up to big targets, big tight ends, big wide receivers, and that kind of is where I wonder about Josiah Scott. He's pretty small for a CB. I I think. A big. Uh, that's why I think Justin Lane is going to be such a big part of this game. Is because he's a big guy. Yeah. He, he can run fast. He needs to. He needs to be able to contest those balls because if Penn State can get you know 20, 25 plus yards, two or three times this game to kind of bail them out on a fifty fifty ball, that's been kind of their trademark since last year. Th- this is going to be a much longer game. Yeah. For MSU. And another thing too is that this defense consistently, time and time again, all season long, whether you're playing a pretty good most of your Michigan rushing attack. Playing Justin Jackson, obviously you're playing a number of pretty decent running backs, not, not necessarily Trace McSorley. The one thing they've always harped on is to stop that run defense. And in the past, 
we have kind of seen MSU do a really good job of limiting that rush, rush defense. I mean, I, I, I apologize to MSU fans, but looking back at that 2015 Cotton Bowl game against Alabama, they, they did a pretty good job on Derrick Derek Henry. It's a thing. It's, they just had uh, the Alabama quarterback just went off against him, had a game of his life. Yeah. So that's that's another thing yeah. too. Who was who was playing that? Who was the quarterback? Uh, I think it was Coker. Coker. Yeah. yeah. So wow. that's another thing too is that MSU has done because that, that's what they do. They stress to stop the run defense, and I don't I don't know. Like that's the that's the one thing that's in, that's kind of holding me back and saying that. Uh, Excuse me, uh, Saquon Barkley is going to have such a great game because MSU has time and time again stressed this run defense. They're going to want McSorley to beat them through the air, and obviously they're very confident in their DBs right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this team has the talent to. I don't know how I want to say this. I think if this team was all upperclassmen and of all yeah. underclassmen, I mean, totally different story. Yeah. Same personnel, same players, <laughs> just. A year or two more in the progression, That's like playing I mean. the exact same Penn yeah. State team, we have a whole different argument. But I mean, this team is extremely athletic and ex- yeah. extremely young and has the capabilities to stop all these players that we're yeah. talking about. But I just don't think they're going to be able to. In yeah. two years, they might. That's what that's what that's what I wrote about my column today. Yeah. In the sense that this isn't this the rest of twenty seventeen, like I mentioned in my column, is house money. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, I think, really sets up well for MSU just because you're only graduating. Well, I want to say four or five impact seniors, and you have Michigan and Ohio State next year at home. Yeah. That, that sets up really well. So next year is what you're saying? I think next year, twenty nineteen, maybe twenty nineteen might kind of be. It's a little like 2015 in the sense that Lewerke will be a senior and there will be a lot of hope on the quarterback. And Lewerke might be good enough at that point to kind of bail MSU out of those tight games. Yeah. The 2015 sporting just kept playing over and over again. So, but it's just, um, do you think, uh, just moving on to end of season stuff, yeah. um, do you think LJ Scott goes into the NFL draft? I think MSU fans are slightly hoping for it. Not necessarily because he's bad, but because MSU has that long draft streak. I want to say... <sighs> I don't know how long it's been, but I know it's on everyone's mind, and I feel like if LJ Scott doesn't leave, I'm not really sure what senior would get drafted. And that's no disrespect to Demetrius Cooper or Chris Fry and all those guys, but it's hard to get drafted as a center for Brian Allen. Yeah. I mean, Chris Fry's a nice guy, but he didn't really play that well against Northwest. No, he, he got get, burned on a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Touchdown. his pass defense still exposed. Yeah, so overall, I'm not sure who would get drafted, and that's very interesting to kind of think about because MSU did have two draft picks last year McDowell and uh, uh, Monte Nicholson who's been playing pretty well for the Redskins yeah um, has McDowell played is he okay um, I remember sure. him getting like an accident yeah, that like was a real... car accident. I'm not sure to be honest but I haven't yeah I don't, I haven't heard anything so well, I think they said that uh, last thing I heard was that he was going to miss the whole season whole yeah. season wow yeah, yeah, that kind of just blew up. There was really no. I heard, I heard like murmurs that that might have been like a career-ending injury. Wow, I, I see. I, I, heard, I don't know. I don't know how. There's been. I don't that think. Is. I, I remember obviously like when the first information came out, like in training camp, when like he obviously wasn't able to play. Yeah. But I hadn't heard anything about that. Um, so. Are you uh, looking it up right now? From September, um, Atlanta ten headline: Former Michigan State, uh, blah blah blah, reportedly might never play football again, and then in October. 18th, um, so much more updated. Um, Malik McDowell cleared to resume working out. Okay. Uh, with the Seahawks, so. Okay. I guess uh, should be. Yeah. Good to roll. Well, uh, I mean, good to roll. Good to work out. He should yeah, be probably back. Like, hopefully, be back next year. Um, that would suck to never get the chub be drafted, sign a contract, and then never make it. That'd be terrible. Um, At least he gets paid for now. 
Yeah, but I mean, just like, you can imagine it's like from the dream aspect of wanting to play in the NFL your whole life, making it and then not playing. Kind of like the same thing with, um, what's his name? The Baylor basketball player a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. What was his name? Uh, I heard he's playing in Europe now, though, that guy. The Baylor, he's trying to make it back into the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he got cleared back to play, I believe. Yeah, he has. The NBA did a great He's the one who's got the, he's got, he's blind in one eye. I think so. On top of a litany of other health issues. Yeah. Props to him for keep going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Penn State. We don't really, I don't think we've talked a lot about Penn State, but that's because I think that's fairly cut and dry. That yeah. This, that this is just a better team than Michigan State, and very, they're supposed to be a better team. They've yeah. been a better team all year. I'm very curious, too, because Penn State all season before the Ohio State game, your defense has been playing great. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of headlines are going to go to Saquon Barkley, rightfully so. I'm very interested to see, though, how that defense of Penn State bounces back and how MSU might open up the playbook a little bit more. Because I want to say against Michigan, they they had that great drive with Madre London scoring on that screen screen pass, and that, that was great play calling by Dave Warner and co. Yeah. I, I think that's a little bit underrated. <laughs> Sam just gave me a weird look. But <laughs> um, Shout out to John LeBlanc there. No. Um, <laughs> it's uh, GA here. Um, but, yeah, I think that's very interesting. I, I'm very intrigued to see what Dave Warner – and co, like I mentioned, do against Penn State. Um, just because that is a good defense. That is one aspect of the game that hasn't really been talked about. Yeah. Um, I think it's but that I think that's also paired with the fact that MSU's offense has been just not existed in second and third quarters this whole year. Yeah, yeah, so, like I, I mean, mentioned, yeah. We talked about that earlier. I mean it's not really fun to break up to break down any matchups. Yeah. When if, like you're not sure who's gonna show yeah. up. But I mean, I do wanna say that this wide receiving unit looks Really fun and really yeah. young and Cody really White exciting, just, and there's a future in that group. Yeah, Cody White looks absolutely amazing. I mean, it's yeah. yeah, I mean, Cody White looks great, and so does um, Davis, Stewart, so does Andre Risen, who's not getting a chance to play that much, but yeah. like he's Hunter making Risen plays. Hunter Risen, yeah, excuse Hunter me, Risen. sorry. Andre Risen. <laughs> um, I have I mentioned I'm tired. Um, <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, yeah, I mean, this I think that Penn State's gonna win this game. Um, we should say that. Michigan State, despite losing, does control its own Big Ten destiny. It does. That's true. They could win out and win out the, and yeah. make it to the Big Ten championship, and oh, then what would you say the percentage of that happening is though? Make, like, win, make, just making it to the Big Ten championship. Just winning. Just out. winning the Big Ten. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. That's fair. I could see that. Fifteen percent is pretty fair, I think. Yeah. I mean, we we we'll know more after Penn State. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously like injuries can happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, you MSU know. can just game plan, and as we've there might be awful um, weather at uh, oh, yeah, I mean, who knows? The again. Weather, uh, <laughs> like yeah, I'd say fifteen to twenty percent is probably right around right. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the odds makers will probably say it's like five percent. Yeah, uh, this is this is college football. Anything can happen. True. Do you? I don't trust. 18 to 20 year olds to do anything. That's true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like um, these kids are like Brian Lewerke is my age and. I slept in a very, like, disrespectful amount today to my classes. And I'm just saying, like, the fact that he can... I, I respect the fact that he can put a team on his back a little bit and go play quarterback because he's the same age as me. Might be, like, a few months older, but that hasn't mean something. I'm very immature. Yeah, and I'll say this because I know for a fact that the editor-in-chief of this newspaper <laughs> right now, Rachel, is not listening, but <laughs> I left work today to go take a nap because it's just it's the middle of November and I'm just on a grind and I went and took a nap for an hour and came back. But, for the record, it is still early in November. Yeah. Um, so I uh, let's move on to the picks. Um, last week Colton was not here, but 
we got his picks in, and he had the best week for the second week in a row. <laughs> but that is not saying much because that we all did terribly. Colton went two and four. I went one and five, and Suichi went zero oh and six. The donut. But I will say he did win my prop bet. Rutgers did score. So I went one and six. So he went. You went one and seven. One and seven. Or excuse me, one and six. You're right. Six. There it is. I knew Rutgers would score not once but twice. Yeah. They had they had that game tied up seven seven at one point. That's what a time to be alive. Really? Yeah, they were tied seven seven. I remember this. Yeah, that was fast. (laughs) Um, I was watching from the press box. A lot of football since then. That is. There has been. There's still a lot of just like sports in general since then. Yeah, World Series. World the Series, shout out Justin Verlander. NFL, all that kind of stuff. I don't want to talk about the NFL. It's not fun. NFL is boring. I don't like the NFL. It's but I do play fantasy. Shout out to Josh Gordon because he got reinstated and he's on the fantasy. He's team. also. I picked him on the waiver wires actually as well. I, I put in like more money than I expected to. But oh, I you're in no a. Regrets. I was just. He was just like open on the waiver wire and oh, I just yeah, snagged yeah, him. Yeah, so that's the, that's the best feeling. Definitely. Um, that's the He's still listed as suspended, so we'll see. But he can't play till like week thirteen. So playoff push. Basically, he's there for my playoff. But I'm six and two. I'm probably gonna make a playoff. I'm second in my league right now. I'm in a four way tie for first. I know no one cares about fantasy football. <laughs> no one cares about other people's fantasy football. That's true. That's true. All right. But Josh Gordon. <laughs> um, Wisconsin, thirteen and a half point favorites over Indiana at Indiana. Colton, what you got? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right, Suichi. Poor Indiana, man. Poor, poor. They lost against Maryland last week, too. I'm going to take Indiana. Really? Yeah, because poor Indiana, man. How is the spread so low? Wisconsin's, what, the number seven team in the country? Yeah, but Wisconsin's played nobody, Paul. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna go for that impression, sell out. True, I should. Sell out. Um, but still, Indiana has not had a single Big Ten win. Yeah, but Indiana's done that thing where they'll play a ranked team really close, like super close, and then fall apart at the end. Like what happened to Michigan State? And Ohio State and Michigan and except for Penn State. Penn State did soundly destroy them. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that that's been I use MO for years now. They did that against MSU what, two years ago in twenty fifteen? Um, but yeah, I'm thinking IU there. <clears throat> you didn't convince me hard enough. I'm so okay. good at Wisconsin. That's fine. Well, I don't think Wisconsin's very good as evidence, and I don't think the college football playoff committee thinks they're very good either. I mean, Wisconsin just needs to take care of business and then that's win true. the Big Ten championship if, game, and then that, that that's all they need to honestly, do. Honestly, I'm very curious to see if Wisconsin wins out, including the championship game, and if Notre Dame wins on 11 and 1 with their incredible resume, I don't know if Notre Dame gets it over Wisconsin slash vice versa. Because Notre Dame's like... So wait, who, in this outcome, who is your I think your Notre Dame gets it. Over Wisconsin? Yeah, if they, I'm, I'm, right, I don't okay, even so want, I'm not other, even thinking of the other Who are the teams. other two teams? I, I'm not even thinking about those teams. I'm just thinking, like, hypothetically, if they're a four slash five. And I'm just saying, like, if Bama or Georgia wins out, they're in, obviously. Um, if Clemson wins out, they're probably in. And if the, like, TCU or somebody wins out in the Big 12 over there, I think they're Didn't TCU lose last weekend? Did they? I'm not sure. Okay, not TCU, but like Oklahoma or someone. I I, I feel like everyone in the Big... I think, I think the Big 12's done. I don't think that I they think have... The Big 12, no, Oklahoma, I think only has one loss, and that loss to Iowa State isn't looking awful. And they also had that great True. Iowa win. State's been great this yeah. year. But I don't saying, understand. Like, Oklahoma has that great win over Ohio State on the road, and that has to mean something. And but what I'm saying is, like, hypothetically, I'm not sure if Wisconsin, who going in to the top four, the final decision, 
they could only have at most two ranked ones, Michigan and the Big Ten championship game. You I, you can't leave out an undefeated Big Ten team. But like the thing is too, like hypothetically, if there are three other P five champions who have a better resume than Wisconsin, and you have Notre Dame, then who who gets in there? Notre Dame's resume, if they went out, is incredible. They they beat. NC it State. is. I think they, I, they, they have Miami still. I mean, they lost by one point to Georgia. Cold. What do you think? Oh, Colin has not been paying attention. <laughs> okay. But, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Notre Dame's resume is incredibly good. And that 38-18 win over MSU looks great. I guess I'm just struggling to see a outcome where there is a situation where an undefeated Wisconsin and an 11-1 Notre Dame team, you have to pick between one. I don't see that playing out. That's true. Um, that Honestly, like, the SEC champion, or the SEC, like, if Alabama I, and Georgia play, like, a one-point <laughs> game, then one, both of them might be it. Can you imagine it? Like, that'd be just a weird... Yeah, so I, I think that that's a feasible... Um, like, a, you could have... Jo- a weird say Georgia weird... Say Georgia wins. Yeah. Um, Georgia won. Wisconsin coming off of a, Ohio, a victory over Ohio State. Or Penn State. Or Michigan um, State. Sure. Yeah, it's a, sure. Especially if it's Michigan State in the Big Ten East, what do you do? That's... Okay. If Michigan, Michigan State... Michigan State's going to be like a fringe top 15 team at that point. If Michigan State's in, <laughs> if Michigan State's in the Big Ten championship, that's who Wisconsin beats. Then like this is worthy of a discussion. But yeah. oh, that'd be fun. I wish Joey was here. Um, speaking of which, go check out my interview with Joey Ellis, True. who had a chance to go sit down with the college football playoff committee yeah. and sort of see what that was like. That was recorded on uh, Tuesday. Went up Wednesday. It's on the <clears> podcast feed. You can go check that out. Um, the only reason I bring this up though. Um, to intrude Sam a little bit, is that they have great wins. I mean, they beat Michigan State. I mean, I'm talking about Notre Dame here. They beat Michigan State. They beat USC pretty soundly. They beat NC State pretty soundly last week. Those are two ranked wins back-to-back. And they still have Miami on the road and Stanford on the road the rest of the season. And they play Navy, who's not awful by any means. So if you if, if Notre Dame wins out, that's very interesting. I, this is all what I'm trying to say. And, and the thing is, too, if Notre Dame gets in, then two P5 conferences are left out of the playoffs. That that's never happened before. So I grew up like a half Notre Dame fan. The whole my whole mom's <laughs> side of the my whole mom's side of the family went to Notre Dame. Yeah. So I've always had like a casual interest in how Notre Dame's doing. Yeah. Just because my life is easier when Notre Dame is winning. Yeah. yeah. Same. That's the same I way I feel about Michigan. My entire yeah, dad's side sure. of the family went to Michigan, so yeah. my life is easier when Michigan's doing well. Yeah. Um. So, I have so that means that I sort of am familiar with this with Notre Dame and just look for Brian Kelly's face to turn purple against like <laughs> against Miami That's and just funny. just nothing's gonna happen and yeah. they'll you know I I don't know um, Notre Dame just is, tend to move things I don't know how we managed to get on this tangent from Indiana I'm not sure but uh, let's uh, keep going do you have another point sorry Colton yeah, man, interesting Colton's just here for his picks. Say. Uh, do you have you had another point, Suichi? I'm sorry. Quick point. I will say though that P5 championships don't really matter. I think in the eyes of the committee, and I think they showed that I, last year when Ohio State was in over Penn State. I disagree because Why? that is the whole reason the Big 12 made their championship game. But like poor Big 12 though. But what I'm saying is like Ohio State got in without the Big Ten championship game, right? They they got in last year without the Big Ten championship. So game. like, what do you? What well, my point is? What I'm saying is that the college football playoff committee. We'll look at a 12-game sample and just a 12-game sample minus that 13th game. And if the resume is good enough, then they'll put that team in. Yeah. And that, that, that bodes well for Ohio State and Notre Dame, who are blue bloods, who have that name brand recognition, too. That actually weirdly just benefits the entire Big Ten East. Yeah. Because this is, okay. I, I mean, the, I think the Big Ten East might be the, 
although last week it took a little bit of a, a hit. It's still one of the, it's either the best or the second best division yeah, in college football, SEC, SEC West. West. Yeah. Um, which the SEC West I don't think is that good this year. Yeah, because Bama's played nobody, Paul. You there we Wisconsin. go. Sold out on the, sold out on <laughs> um, That's great. All right, Illinois 14-point underdogs against Purdue. Again, Purdue gets way too much respect, and I don't understand it. This, again, they're not, they haven't done that well this year either. Um, Colton, who you got? I like Purdue. Purdue? Yeah. Suichi? Um, I'll go Purdue as well. I'm going Illinois. Because I am old enough to remember when Lovey Smith was coaching Super Bowl team. <laughs> not that much older than us. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Ohio State is a 17.5 point favorite at Iowa. 17? I'm taking Iowa, man. <laughs> Uh, or Iowa. Colton? Go Ohio State. Ohio State. Fuck that. Uh, I'm going to go Ohio State as well. JT Barrett's look good. JT Barrett down the stretch was like incredible. I, I didn't see is... the game obviously because I was watching Northwestern MSU. I think he was like 13 for 13 or something absurd down the stretch. Or something, something stupid. Can we make a promise that next week none of us will crack a joke about how this is JT Barrett's eighth year in college? <laughs> you mean fifteenth? <laughs> That's what James Franklin said. You I get it all the time. College basketball and everything. I yeah. Funny. Um, I took Ohio State. I don't know if I said that. Um, Maryland is a three-point favorite over Rutgers in the Who Cares Bowl. What? Oh my God, Maryland. Maryland won last week. Remember when they got AP votes? Um, no. After beating Texas? I remember when they got AP votes that. in basketball. <laughs> um, sorry, so what you got? Uh, I'm going to take... I'll take Maryland. I think, I, I think Maryland. Uh, so I'm sorry, Colton? Maryland as well. Maryland as well. You ready for this? I'm so ready. Rutgers. The, ret- the total flip on Rutgers. Oh, my God. He told me, for the record, Sam told me at least two weeks ago that Rutgers was the worst Big Ten team. Just for the record. And then they went on a two-game winning streak and scored twice against Michigan. On the road. So When I think of Big Ten teams, you don't um, think of Rutgers. I don't think of Rutgers or Maryland. Um, so Nebraska fits. Unless they're fans. Nebraska just fits in mentality-wise yeah. more than... New York Rutgers fans and Washington D.C. Yeah, that's true. That's like Maryland East Coast. Fans. That's very yeah. East Coast. I had issues with those. That doesn't vibe well with the Midwest. No, it's just personality. It's a clash. When I just yeah. don't think of like I think of I Penn State is like the furthest east that like I even also like I'm kind of like that's a little too east for my mid for like my Midwestern <laughs> for my self. Midwestern but yet I've also <laughs> driven through Pennsylvania before, so I understand. Um, uh, last second to last one. Minnesota is a fifteen and a half point underdog to Michigan, and in Michigan at the Big House. I'm gonna take Michigan. Michigan. Reluctantly. I don't know how to do these picks anymore, so I just I should stop putting thought into this and just pick one. <clears throat> wow. <Cold. laughs> I'm depressed. Michigan. Michigan. All right. Um. I'm going PJ Flex statement win. Irrational PJ Flight confidence. Oh my god! Do you think he, they're gonna win? Yes. Wow. I don't. I don't think they're. I'm gonna Ooh. take the points, and I think they're going to win. What? Um. So you got 0-2 if they lose, right? Or if, and and, they, and Michigan covers. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be wild. Um. All right. Penn State nine point favorite over MSU. Um. I thought that line was 
I thought a little boost. low. I thought it got it's very generous. It started off with like eleven, then it creeped down to seven and a half, and I think it's at nine now. I mean, there is something to be said for I don't we haven't mentioned this yet, but Mark D'Antonio does a very good job of getting his team up for big games. Yeah. Um and this is probably the best in the country at that. And I'm not I don't think that's I don't think I'm exaggerating there. Yeah. I honestly believe that he's probably the best coach when it comes to getting his players ready for a big game. Except for this is gonna come out of nowhere. Except for Saban, though, because Saban, no matter, w- no matter if Bama keeps winning all these national championships, the fact that they're ranked number two in the first in the first poll, I'm one hundred percent sure he's gonna just somehow use that as an underdog kind of vibe, and Bama just gonna continue doing what Bama does, and that that speaks volumes to me because they won how many how many national championships does he have now at Bama? Like four, four or five? I lost count. <laughs> Something absurd. Yeah. Like. That's incredible, too. He's running out of fingers. Yeah, honestly. Uh, do you get rings for college football championships? Yeah, you do, right? You get yeah, rings for, like, SEC championships, too. I want to say, like, Julio Jones posted, a, like, a photo with, like, six rings. <laughs> like, national championship, SEC championship, and, like, all the bowl wins. And I'm sure you His get, high school graduating ring. Yeah. <laughs> you get rings for a lot of the bowls, if not. Yeah, yeah, you get really? rings for the bowls, too. You get rings yeah. for bowl games? Yeah, yeah. I had, a buddy, wow. I had a buddy who played at Miami, Ohio, and they won a bowl game. <laughs> a ring for it? Yeah, he got, like, a five $600 ring. Wow. He was, like, the starting center. Good for him. Yeah. Congrats, Osuichi's mm-hmm. friend. All right. <laughs> that's a long time ago. Um, picks. What do we got? Uh, Penn State easily covers three-possession win. Three-possession <sighs> three win. Three-possession Wow. Wow. Sam, I'm going to let you go first because I have a hot take. Ooh, me. you have a hot take. That You just you ruined your hot take. That's true. That's um, true. I think that uh, I'm going to try and... No, never mind. I'm not going to try and do that. I was going to try and stall and figure out what the weather was, but I'm not going <laughs> to. So I'm going to pick Penn State. All right, friends. I think Michigan State wins this. I think somehow, Michigan's going to win. By, like, by somehow, some, it looks like it's raining on Saturday, and it's like <laughs> that's what That's what my iPhone is telling me. Yeah. I think Penn State is, after playing Michigan, after an emotional high of Michigan and an emotional low of OSU, they're... they're, they're, they're yeah, they're kind of they're kind of going haywire right now. And what I, what's interesting to me is that I think a lot of people are like, on my Twitter feed at least, a lot of people are like, oh, I wouldn't want to play Penn State after that one point loss, OSU, blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff. Penn State hasn't shown to me that, I don't know, Penn State hasn't shown to me the kind of like track record that Antonio has at MSU in the sense that like, Antonio can get up for these games if you get what I mean. And it's at home, I think. Michigan State wins this. And this is the perfect time to say this because if they do win, I get the point of this podcast. And if they don't win, I never speak of it again. <laughs> I'm the worst kind of human. <laughs> so look for next week where Suichi will not say a single word about this game and we just only talk about Joe, Nick Bosa. Um, all right. That's, that's going to do happen. it for this week. Uh, check us out on at thestatenews.com uh, for all of the articles and our continuing coverage of uh, MSU football and all the other sports and anything else going around East Lansing. Uh, I'm Sam Mechie, Colton true. Woods, Weech Tirada. Thanks so much for coming by, um, even though you work here. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the Growing State News Podcast Network, the Pop Culture Podcast with McKenna Ross, Sa- and Sasha Zadar will be back Monday. So keep a lookout for that. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.